welcome to Runners of the Corn Podcast, a podcast about all things running in the Midwest. It's just a hike in the woods. It's an adventure. But we are recording. Oh, we are good. Oh, boy. With your hosts, Jen Heller. Here we go. Okay, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We're at Stonebridge. We have people waving at us. Woo-hoo. We have no idea who it is. No. And your thing is all like limpy. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I have pink headphones. You have pink headphones. I love it. <laughs> and a limp, straggling yeah. thing. Yes. Well, yes. We can give it a med or something to get I, a little bit firm. I think I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just short. I think there you go. That's better. Okay. All right. So Lynn's with me. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining. Of course. So we're gonna do some updates. We're gonna chat a little bit, and then Libby is going to join us. Libby, the race director from. Active Joe. Yay. From Dino Valley 100. Yeah. She's got a few races she does. I think there's like, I'm not going to say. We'll let her say. Yeah. I'm thumping. I'm moving stuff around. A lot of them in Texas. Yeah. So she's going to join us here in a bit. So we'll get chatting before she jumps in. From Texas. So um, since we did the last podcast, was it us or Randy was the last one? I don't even. I think Randy was after our coffee talk. Oh, yeah. 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 That was funny, our coffee talk. We just went there. <laughs> Can't I help a, it. I got a lot of comments from some of the guys. They're like, there was a few like, I did. Just like, that's all they said. With yep. a, like a smile. I'm like, I know you did. <laughs> so it was comical. Mm-hmm. We should do more of that. We just would need more like questions from people. Like we would have to have them fuel us with the questions. Yes. Like, like specific ones that we could talk about and discuss. It could be medical, you know, or it could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what has started is the Yeti Trail series. Yes. So that just kicked off on Saturday because today we're recording on Wednesday, December 6th mm-hmm. at Stonebridge Running. So you guys all started, a lot of you Yetis and some people who are not from the Yeti group, some not locals, I yeah, believe. Yeah, there was a lot of new faces I saw that I was like, it's awesome. Who are you? <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh-oh, hmm, <laughs> sizing it up, right? <laughs> I like it. I like it. I know I was behind the camera and I'm like, yay, yay, I know you. I know you. I do not know you. Hey, great job. Like, I, you know. Yep. So yeah. I got to volunteer and take pictures, which is so fun because I don't know. You just, it's fun watching. Yes. It's definitely different when, when you're racing because I was dying. I raced it. I was like, uh. <laughs> Bye, Brittany. Bye, Brittany. Thank you. So, yeah, it, the course was a little, Tacky, would you say? Yes. It rained so much the day before. I think it was Friday and Thursday, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I was afraid that it was going to be super muddy and you'd be slipping and sliding. But it was a little bit tacky. Not as bad as I thought it would be. There was a couple spots, I think, that was kind of muddy, right? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, especially the um, the last part. What do we call the last part? I don't know. Honeysuckle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the honeysuckle. honeysuckle. Yeah. There's a lot of leaves. It got slippery. And, you know, it was... Other runners come through it. It'll get honeysuckle more. is like Matthias will be correcting me as he's listening to this. <laughs> I like it's like quarter of a mile, maybe a tenth of a mile. Go ahead and correct me right now. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. And it's point two six. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> it feels like a mile when you're doing a race. I don't know what it. Well, especially when you're doing the hindsight race, which mm-hmm. I would love to know if that's going to be opening up soon for sign up. <clears throat> hint, um, hint. Yep. Race records. So, um, yeah that. 
that section is like the longest section ever to me. I think there's a little gradual hill. Oh, that's what it is. An elevation. Mm-hmm. Because when you do the gravel part, you feel it going towards the fence. Yeah. So I think honeysuckle goes in and out of that. And it's just like, oh my God, it's forever. I think before you go in, you can look over and be like, there, there's where I got to go. I see it. Yeah. And then you dip into the trees and you're like, I, I just saw it. It was right there. And <laughs> it's taking me forever. That's it what goes it is. in and out. In yeah, and out. It zigzags. Yeah. So that's going on. And then they've got the 10, 15 and 20K coming up first Saturday of the month. Mm-hmm. Is the sign up full? I know the 5K was maxed out per our new race director, Grace and Jeff Johnson. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yay. Congratulations to those guys. Yeah. Yay. So, I, yeah, I don't know. The 5K was pretty full, she said. It was maxed out. And then I'm not sure about the 10K, 15K, You can 20K. maybe check if you want to join in. Yeah. I'm not for certain. Mm-hmm. But if it's... If it's not sold out, it's going to be really close. So yeah. I think you could still uh, message Grace and see what she could do. Because I think the max is 150. Correct me if I'm wrong. but I don't know. Yeah. But I think this is going to be a race that's going to be like one you're going to have to jump in next year, I think. I think yeah. it's going to get more popular and you're going to have to. I think so. A lot of people are knowing about it. And especially now it's an ultra sign yep. up. With yeah. it being an ultra sign up now, uh, Yetis are used to being able to just jump in and it'd be available. But I think you better sign up early next year because it's going to. Fill up quick. Yes. Yep. So, all right. So we have Bald Unyielding Twilight Trail. Trial. Trial. Yep. That one has 71 spots left as of 11 a.m. this morning. But they just released, they revealed the sweet blankets. So. Um, not sweat, not sweatpants. This no year. sweatpants. Aw. So I was like, kind of bummed. I'm like, wait a minute, Greg and James. 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 I'm like, where are the sweatpants, you guys? Yeah, I, we love them. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just gonna go to Walmart or something. Give me some sweatpants. You guys have to sign them. <laughs> <laughs> we need the can't the break the tra- can't break tradition. So I'm like, I'll just buy some sweatpants and be like, all right, you guys, sign sign the butt. <laughs> so, yep, I like the butt and the butt. <laughs> Get one of those cloth markers that let you know, permanent markers. Yes. So yeah, I was kind of sad about that. But um, so that that is open, seventy-one spots. But when they reveal that swag, I notice spots usually go away pretty quick. So right. better get mm-hmm. signed up for that. Yes. Lynn pointed out, Chillbilly is open for registration, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's closing soon. So you better get on that one. Yeah, I think that closes December seventeenth, and you got the two hour and eight hour. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Pinetown registration, we hope to have it open either on January 1st or anytime before January 1st. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, we have partnered with Meadows Monster now. Yeah. So it used to be the park district who Mm -hmm. did that. And then the race directors were Lauren, Matthias, and I. So Mm -hmm. it was the three of us. So it will still be the three of us doing the race. And Grace made it clear we're still dealing with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But... um, it just makes it easier to put it umbrella it okay. under Meta Monsters for insurance purposes and just for ease so that at the beginning of the year, Grace already dealt with it and said, here, you know, we're going to do it this date. She's already talked to Park District. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, it just makes it a little easier for us. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. And we're going to keep it on Ultra Sign Up. So um, I know a lot of people were like, Pulling their hair out when it was on the park districts um, website. Oh yes, yeah. it was. It's a little bit more challenging to navigate how to register and. Yeah, it was kind of a pain. And in it's the always ass. nice when it shows up in your results, especially if you. Really nice to have that little stat on there. Yeah. And Hennepin Hundred registration is open. Um, I'm so tempted, but nope. So uh, one and done <laughs> for me. Her later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Michelle will let me. I have to be at the 50 mile finish. 
Oh, oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, yeah that's yeah. your spot. So that's what I can think of right off the top. Oh, I wrote it down, and I couldn't mm-hmm. think of. There's a lot of them starting to open up. I mean, we could right. just keep going. Doesn't kettle open January first? Yeah, yeah. That one will sell out like. Whoop. Yep, like minutes. Yep, yep. So those are the big ones, and then Lynn, yes. how are you doing since you're a hundred miler? Oh, um. I'm still a little traumatized. <laughs> I don't have complete amnesia yet. I was going to say, so the amnesia should have kicked in by no, now. No, not for the three digits, but uh, I have a couple that I'm signed up for next year, though. Not 100 miles, but... Oh, hmm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I signed up for a Marquette 50 miler. <gasps> oh, Yay. That's awesome. Yeah, I that heard looks- it's beautiful, and um, yeah, I'm excited. A lot of climbing, so... Yeah. They Get got those. nice swag too. They got those um blanket covers for your seat. Ooh. Or sweat covers for your seat for your car seat. Mm. Yeah. So that's I love really me nice. some unique swag. Yes. Yes. Mm. But other than that, um recovering really well. Thanks to uh Dr. Lauren who's always there to always oh. keep us um healthy and injury free. And for this time around with <laughs> With this ultra, I actually trained and did my best to, um, you know, do what I could because there were some injuries and mm-hmm. um, other things I had to go through with that. But my coach, Nick, uh, shout out to Pronghorn, mm-hmm. um, did really well being patient with me and trying to um, navigate through my, my crazy schedule with work mm-hmm. and family. So, but yeah. Thank yeah. you. And thank you to my crew chief for being there and getting me through. A uh, shout out to Lauren, Andrea, and Jen, and Ellen. Ellen, we can't forget Ellen. And your, your cook chief. Oh, yes, Hanukkah. Oh, my I gosh. Know. I was like, is there room? Can we bring her to Texas? Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. My cheer squad, my parents. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You had such a great crew of, uh, you it know, was- every we all had so much fun together. Yeah. Well, you were out there. <laughs> we were like, this is so fun. This is nice. I'm so glad you guys had fun because it took me forever <laughs> for those loops. Sorry. Uh, what? At the end, I was pretty much crawling. <laughs> I get it. So <laughs> You know, right? Oh, you had your underbiler. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. But I'm glad you guys had fun. The kids were there. And it takes a village to do 100 miles. Oh, you have to have a great crew to get you through because... It sure man. helps. Yes. I mean, I hear people, I don't I don't need that. No, man, yeah, you don't need, but it mm. sure as shit helps. Yes, it does. Yes, definitely. Um, especially when things things can and often do wrong, do go wrong in a hundred miler. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. you know, we know mine did. It was nice to have that that group of people there. So you you know, you just you always want to be prepared for the unexpected. So it's nice to have that kind of group of people to be like, are you ready for what could be a really good time or a massive shit show? Cause that's what we're signing up for. Exactly. But that is whenever you are agreed to be a crew, you just never know what you're going to, you know? Yeah. Um, and your crew can problem solve for you mm-hmm. rather than you thinking, cause you're at a point where you you're can't. just so fatigued that you can't think, yeah. you know? So you need, good, good crew to be there and support you and not let you just quit just to, you know, quit. Yeah. yeah. So what did you think about um, Minds of Spain? It was very tough and challenging. I definitely did not recommend it as your first 100 miler. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Uh, yeah, I'm still a little traumatized. It was all the stairs and all the elevation and Yeah. Hmm. That was tough. That was tough. Kudos to those people who've done it for five, six times 
wow, you guys are amazing. And um, congratulations to Lily. She got second place. Yeah, right? yes. Yeah, and then Aaron and uh, Alicia got a 100K finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, kudos to you guys. That was that was a tough course, very, mm-hmm. very tough course. Lots of respect for that. And then we have some listeners who are like on their five peat, six peat of doing this, right? Miler. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. but huge, huge kudos. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I can say I don't ever want to, I don't think I could do. Or even Nathan, I don't know how you do a hundred miler at a same place over and over again. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. uh-uh. unless you have a goal to try to beat your time, or or you just love the course so much. Yeah, because that, that always goes great. <laughs> <laughs> um, with Nathan, I think he's trying to get that thousand miles at Potawatomi. Oh yeah, yeah. See, Potawatomi has a way of hooking them in mm-hmm. like fish. Like they they're they got the hook. In their mouth with, oh, but if you keep coming, you get what, a, a jet- spot, a parking spot, and I think uh, free forever, uh, the entrance fee, a registration free. Do you want to keep doing it forever after that? Hey, you know, if you feel like it. <laughs> Mike, if you're listening, oh, come on. Sorry. Yeah, Mike, you have to go on the podcast so you can oh, talk about it. I have tried to get Mike on the podcast. He's like, why don't you say it? It's there forever. It's there forever. Well, no shit, Mike. So <laughs> what do you think I'm going to do to you? Like, yeah. Uh, He's well, let's talk chip. about your 100-miler. We can't yet. We're going to wait for uh, Oh, we got to wait for Libby. Okay, yeah. Okay. I was right. going to ask you more about yours. Oh, okay, so, sure. What will you, are you kind, I just want to know, are you kind of like, what would you want to do differently if you're going to go back for 100? I would definitely not do a road marathon before it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was poorly planned on my end. I I had to defer Chicago Marathon, so I had no choice but to do Chicago Marathon. And that's always been my A race from the very beginning of running. Mm-hmm. And then Minds of Spain was supposed to be a social run, right? Because yeah. there was a bunch of Yetis signing up. And I was like, oh, you know, that would be fun. Um, we would be in good company. But mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize... Well, I kind of knew that um, it's going to be a difference of training between road, marathon, and fast, and you know, flat versus elevation and far. Mm-hmm. But um, what I would do different is not do two races all at once. Try to just, you know, cut down to either trail or road. Um, so I could focus on one or the other. Otherwise, experiment more with um, fueling. Sorry. Oh, no problem. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's hard. Like, that's really hard to do, like, to mm-hmm. experiment. How do you, to, to do practice fueling for 100 milers is... I'm not trying to sound negative, but mm-hmm. it's almost, it's really almost impossible to do yes. because you do not get to practice what your body is going to do at mile 50 and beyond really. Exactly. Cause yep. it's just a, sh- it's just a guessing sh- right. show of mm-hmm. like, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like that. Oh, that I want that. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're, it's just like, like, I feel like your career is like this, 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 this. okay. That, yep. you know, exactly. Just, yeah. You remember I wanted avocado. Yeah. And your husband, <laughs> So she's like, I want avocado. And her husband was like, my wife wants avocado. I must find an avocado. He was driving all over looking for Thank an avocado. You, Alan, I love you. He brings back an avocado. He goes to a store, brings back an avocado. He hands it to us. And I'm like, does anyone want to tell him it's not ripe? <laughs> I ate a couple bites. It was so hard that yeah. I was like, oof. She's not going to want that. And so we're like trying to peel it and whatever. I'm like, oh no. But he tried. So he you're did. like. You took like a couple scrapes of it, I think, just to like 
Not make her feel better. Yeah, not hurt his feelings. But I was like, dude, you're getting major brownie points for this. Like, yeah, that's that's that was, awesome. That was really nice. It was, it was so sweet. Yeah, the aid station <clears throat> one in mines in Spain had avocado, and for some reason, my body was just like, oh, I think I want that, and it tasted so good. It's a good it's fat. Like, yeah, what mm-hmm. it's like what I needed. It's mm-hmm. amazing how your body would just like, okay, let me pick and choose. Like, I was eating banana and avocado. Banana. banana. Oh, I just now avocado. remembered. I think I ate the most bananas I did in my <laughs> yes, entire life. Did. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that. Yep. Loop A. I carried two bananas. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Mario Kart out there. Yep. Yeah, Dino. I I don't even want to know how many bananas I ate. It's okay. You <laughs> ate. That's all I cared about. <laughs> I'm like, I want a banana. I want yep. a banana. Like a toddler. Like, hey, as long as you're eating, I'm happy. So. so before Libby joins us, which I'm just trying to be like, I don't know if I can see where she's going to join us. I don't use Riverside that often. So that's oh, what's okay. kind of funny. The ride out there. What did you think about that? <laughs> to Texas? <laughs> yeah. It was so much fun. I loved it. I think going towards Uranus and just talking <laughs> about it and seeing all those signs and all our lovely music playlist. Um, that was fun. Yeah. I think it was harder coming back because we were exhausted, little sleep and hungry and tired and it was nighttime. Oh, coming back. Yeah. I absolutely... Did not enjoy that. Yeah, part. and I felt bad with your poor feet. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen your cankles. <laughs> yeah, my mom. This, this is totally fast forwarding, but like Ugh. the, I think it was like, was it Wednesday? Mm-hmm. I was getting the red spots all over them. Oh wow! Really? And my mom was like, "You're it's like modeled." So it was so fat. They were so fat. And so they were all just one. You couldn't see my ankle. And then it was blotching really bad. And my mom was like, I think you're getting cellulitis in your feet. And I was was like, it like pitting? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. It was really bad. And so my mom, and I'm like, is that bad? And she's like, it's not good. <laughs> so she's like, we need to get these up. Yeah. And yes, I was like, I mean, them. they were up, but they weren't. We had to get them up higher. Yes, yes. So I was like, and it was hard with a car <clears throat> ride home because you're sitting down, can't yeah. put the feet on the dashboard, you know. Yeah, and you forgot your compression socks. The compression socks were in the back, mm, buried. So yes. I was like, oops. So okay, let's get back to this. So yeah, so driving out, we did go to Uranus, um, <sighs> which you guys have heard a lot about. <laughs> yes. Um, circling back to that, I got mm-hmm. a little distracted trying to make sure our studio is ready for Libby. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. It was so awesome. Um, the fudge actually is the best fudge. It is from really Uranus. good. Yeah. I tried to buy stuff for my family and it did not make it home. I ate it all. <laughs> I bought some fudge for uh, Matthias and Stephanie. I was mm-hmm. like, well, Matthias was missing out from Uranus and he was really bummed. So I'm like, well, I'll buy some fudge for him and I'll buy some for Stephanie because I thought, well, that's not fair. He can't eat that in front of her. Yeah. So I got them some fudge. It did not make it <laughs> We were eating the left and right because you were so hungry on our way back. Or like you were getting behind in calories. So you're still burning them up like crazy. So you're like, I'm getting dizzy. I'm like, oh, eat, eat. So I, yeah. I had to feed you like I was still pacing you. That was the other struggle <laughs> is I'm adjusting to this new body of mine of mm-hmm. getting older. And I, I think I'm having problems with what is... Uh, my brain doesn't work as great as night. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm in the Stacy sense course. Mm-hmm. So I'm realizing that I'm having a problem with like regular sugar levels are having a hard time. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, I was like, yeah, just having a conversation with you guys. And I'm like, Oh gosh, <laughs> I could just feel my sugar level just bottom. Immediately. Well, at least you can recognize oh, it. I, yeah. I knew yeah. what it was. I was like, mm-hmm. Hey, um, 
I'm bottoming out right right now. I mean, it was like there's really very little warning. You know what I mean? It was like right. I need food and I need it immediately. <laughs> yes. And but so, I'm glad you were able to like let us know so we could stop by somewhere or <laughs> shove some food. <laughs> it was to a point where like, okay, every hour you're gonna eat something. <laughs> it was so bad that I was like, I feel like I am going I'm I was sweating and I felt like mm-hmm. faint a little bit and like well then you feel queasy, which is really stupid of your body. Like, hey, I need to eat you, eat food. But mm-hmm. your but your body's like, Yeah, but I wanna puke. Yeah. And then I think it's just trying to communicate to you like something needs to come inside the stomach so i i glance back and i see i think you were launching your little body to the back of the car getting yeah. crackers yeah. <laughs> i did i went all the way to the trunk to and get I'm our like, food ninja lynn you know and then yeah and then i was i'm like oh oh i'm fine yeah I'm fine and like just like that i was like okay i'm good i'm good 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 and then i'm I glad we it, had those crackers yeah and- i think it happened like three times and then it was just kind of comical. Lynn's like, yeah, I'm done with you. So you're just going to eat every hour from now yeah. on. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to hear you getting dizzy at all or get worse. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, every hour we're going to eat. Okay, we're going to drink. We're going to eat. So the the crewing and pacing continued on oh, after yes. the race because um, <laughs> of that. Like I was just garbage afterwards. I was My body was really tanked out. That race took everything out of me. I, I was the, t- that was the most tired I've ever been trying to do a t- hundred miler. You did fantastic. No, you, I don't feel like I did, but you <laughs> persevered in spite of all of that. I, I mean, you still have your bruises mm-hmm. and it's been what, like a yeah. month or almost yeah. a month. I look like a battered woman. <laughs> Scott's like, there better not be any investigation. Oh, when I showed him, he was not happy with how I looked, but yeah, yeah. yeah, He was like, what the hell? But you know, I'm like, yeah, well I made it. Yeah. We were very, very concerned when you called, um, Lauren and she just had this look like (sighs) you, who got that picture? That was a good picture. Yes. I think, uh, Grace did. Yeah, yeah, there's a really good picture of Lauren with her head, her hand on her head, just with the oh shit. Yep, and I, I was like, oh my gosh, my heart just dropped. <gasps> Is she okay? You know, yeah, because you never know with these hundred milers and Dino. Oh my goodness, all those rocks, mm-hmm. kicking rocks for the fun of it <laughs> for a hundred miles. Actually, a hundred and what four? Hundred and two. Hundred and two point. Yes, something. Well, hundred and two miles. Goodness, like I only paced you for two loops for oh, twenty don't miles. Say only that was, but still, like kicking those rocks, that that was so hard to maneuver around. So, mm-hmm. speaking of, Lily signed up for some rock kicking. I see. Yeah, Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> Yay! I hope she gets it. I, I know she's moving up in the wait list very quickly. She, yeah, she will. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear about it. That's so a, that was a tough course too. What Dino? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are like, oh, elevation's only nine. Nope. Mm-mm. Well, there's Libby. Hi, Libby. Hi, Libby. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Lynn, by the way. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Lynn, L-Y-N, right? Yes, yes. Okay. She was at Dino I- with me. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you were so busy. You know, you're only race directing a race, you know. (laughs) Well, and I had like an entourage, I feel like. Yes. Look, we're matching. Oh, you got the swag on. I have dino too, but mine's crew. Yeah, I totally checked my uh, the date because I was like, is that this year's or last year's? (laughs) Or or the year before. Well, it's it's cold, so I'm wearing my long sleeve today. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. (laughs) 
So we started kind of, we were kind of leading up to Dino. We were talking about some races, and then um, it just kind of led into Dino a little bit. Lynn was talking about how awesome that course is. Yes. That is a tough course. She's like rock kicking. So (laughs) um, she had no idea coming into it. So she paced two loops out there. So if you don't know what's coming. Nope. Yeah. And how on the website. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had to try and explain to my coach and it was, well, it's just about like what? Nine, 10,000 feet of gain. Right. Like, I'm like, yeah, but the rocks (laughs) maneuvering those loose rocks, those shark bikes, we call them. My goodness. Um, the mountain bikers call them baby heads too, oh. like by, because of the size. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're, right? they're sharp. It's, some of them yeah. are about the size of a baby's head. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll they'll come up and get you. They will. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, so I guess when we want to talk about this race, it's just somebody who was going to listen and maybe be interested in signing up, because you're now a Western State qualifier. Yay. Congratulations! Congratulations! Yay. Wait, wait, I do applause. Yeah. Ooh. So it's been a long road. It's been a two year road to get here. I mean, I've been a sponsor of Western States for 10 years, which is hard to believe. Mm -hmm. And it started, I volunteered in the middle of the river at mile 80. Just, I was going with a team. We went and volunteered. It's like, I love this race. Oh my gosh, this is the best. And then the next year I came back as a crew chief for someone. And then I just sent an email and said, Hey, do y'all ever need sponsors? I've already gone through your IRS form nine nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, do you need sponsors? And so, but it never occurred to me until just a couple of years ago. I was like, I have a solid hundred miler that could be a great qualifier. Mm-hmm. And that's when the dream began. I put it out to the world and said, what do you all think in a Facebook live? And then the world kind of, I waited for the crickets thinking people are going to tell me I'm insane, but North Texas needs a qualifier. We have such a big community as you guys saw. Yes. Now and is that everyone the, embraced it. Is that the first Texas Western State qualifier? No, so Bandera 100K is a qualifier, oh, okay. and we are a qualifier in the 100K distance. Okay. Uh, you have to finish in under 22 hours. Okay. So Bandera, that makes us the second 100K, okay. but the uh, Rocky Raccoon 100 miler and the Brazos Bend 100 miler okay. are also both qualifiers. And those are Southern Texas? Yeah, those yeah, are okay. uh, Huntsville, which is near Houston, and Needville, which is right outside Houston. Okay. So people won't have to drive as far to do a Western state qualifier for living up in the Northern Texas area. Mm-hmm. We were driving four to five hours minimum because outside of those three in Texas, you then had to go to Arkansas Traveler, mm-hmm. which is again, a five plus hour drive. And it turns out that beyond that one, you would have to drive 800 miles to run rabbit run in Steamboat Springs oh. or to no business in Jamestown, Tennessee in order to get a qualifier. So for us, it was, unless there's those couple of times, meanwhile, you can trip over them in California all year long. Mm-hmm. So Oregon has six. Look at Oregon's size next to next to Texas. And Oregon would say, we have such a big, vibrant running community in ultras. Mm-hmm. We do too, but a lot of people don't know that about right. Texas still. Right, yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That's an amazing, amazing feat. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. That's a huge congratulations. I have a question though for you about that. So one of the questions is, was it being a Western state, if somebody signs up for a hundred miler for like next year and will they, will it be like this, like we did this year, if they run the hundred miler, will they also get the hundred K qualifier for the Western states? Will they get a hundred K finish? Okay. They will. The whole thing started because last year we let everyone drop down from any of our 
five distances to any other distance mm-hmm. in the middle of the race. And it was a mess. My timing guy was pulling out his hair mm-hmm. and he actually has taken a big pay cut, like a 20% pay cut the last two years mm-hmm. in the dream of us getting this because mm-hmm. I was offering such a low entry fee. We've been pinching pennies and barely getting by. Mm-hmm. So um, when we introduced the, well, if you, if you, he said, what you should do is everybody who gets to the hundred K mark by moving the five miler and the hundred miler to the beginning, the end of the course, uh, when people get to 62 miles, everybody in the 100K and 100 mile have done the exact same course at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just set up the timing that way? I'm not spending all evening changing drop downs. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, you know, what do you think? And I said, well, what I love about that is my only 100K finish that I've ever had was in the middle of a 100 mile DNF. Mm-hmm. And the wheels fell off after mile 60, but I'm so proud of my 100K time in that that mm-hmm. I don't think I could ever match that. I was just having the day of my life, mm-hmm. right. but it's not official. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if it's the exact same, what's, you know, I'm, I'm not really the David Goggins, you know, like if you're not working out, you're lazy, no excuses. Some people have that personality and that works great for them Mm -hmm. in working out. Mm -hmm. I weigh more of the like the softer side of like, why don't we just kind of celebrate as much as we can celebrate as somebody with a chronic medical condition? Like, I think I just I don't take for granted that every single mile is special. It Mm -hmm. all counts. It's all important. So we set that. Unfortunately, a couple trolls came out of the woodwork and they've been trolls of mine for years Mm -hmm. to say this isn't fair. Like they're manipulating data, which I hate. The word manipulating has such a connotation that I'm changing results or doing something nefarious. Mm -hmm. I I had let Western states know like, hey, this is kind of my plan. Lost Soul Ultra in Alberta, Canada does this and they have a 100K qualifier under the same rules Mm -hmm. like i said i'm still going to this is actually our second year to hit over 120 people who hit the 100k mark Mm -hmm. but it turns out i said hey would this you know will this help our consideration and they said this it's totally allowed it's not not allowed right like you still have more qualifier or more finishers than some of these races did when they became qualifiers right so we've still clearly shown we're a technical course that's well-established and mm-hmm. well-produced and loved by our community. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to keep doing it next year. I know I've had people in the internet that wanted to be like, this was a one-year thing, right? But why should it be? Because there are 70-something people who no one has asked for me to take their 100K finish off. Mm-hmm. Right. No one who passed <laughs> the 100K mark and dropped down, even though they were in the 100-miler, um, has said, oh, I don't want my buckle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like everybody was, they knew the rules going in. It was published right. months out. It was emailed to them. Everybody seems really happy with it. So I don't really see a reason to change it at this point. I, I think that's important that you're upfront with it. You know, it was, there's no surprises. Mm-hmm. It was in your manual and yeah, you we talked knew. about it. Yeah. I, everyone's I ready. Yeah. I forgot to tell, put it out there before the race though. <laughs> so people are like, Oh, she's done. 
she stopped at the hundred k. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're like, wait, is she okay? Why did she stop at a hundred k? Did she drop down? We're getting all these messages, <laughs> including my own daughter, who yeah. is like, what happened? I'm yeah. like, oh, like no, sorry. no, 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 she's still going. Don't worry. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's a great note. It tells me that when I tell remind people of this rule next year, that mm-hmm. I should also be like, oh, and by the way, make sure everyone around you knows when they're following the tracking. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's happen. So with that option, did you had anyone say it was more difficult for them? to keep going like after the hundred K like, did anyone say that they like, cause to me, I kind of, cause I had something happen on the course. I was like, Oh no, I'll keep going. But then there was that moment of, well, I could stop right here. But these guys were like, Oh, uh, uh-uh, mm-hmm. hell no, you're not stopping. Yep. <laughs> no one revealed to me that you're the closest that has. However, I mean, we certainly had people that took the hundred K buckle and said, I'm done. Yeah. And I mean, the biggest part of race directing the weekend is, doing the pep talks for everybody. I'm like, yeah. can we get you back out there? Can yeah. we get you back right. out there? Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is the same problem when Havelina hundred used to give, allow people to take the hundred K buckle. Mm-hmm. And I think they took it away for, I, I think one of the reasons was so many people opted to do that. It was right. actually starting to really hit into their hundred mile count. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, so I could see why they did, but th- I believe also, but they're a 100 mile qualifier. Mm-hmm. Right. We're we're a 100k, 100K qualifier. Right, right. It doesn't hurt. There's us. a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is really nice though to have that option cuz you know you never know what kind of race day you're having. It could be weather, it could be fatigue or injury or whatnot. And you guys have had when I read the history a like a buffet of weather, right? With the races. Yeah. Tornadoes. And not just weather, just the curse of, I mean, we ended up at Dinosaur Valley because six weeks before our 2016 race, mm-hmm. we lost our venue to a property dispute. And I scrambled, I looked at like three or four different locations and crafted a brand new course. Wow. Um, but also I'm kind of like, I design tough courses, as you've seen with the rocks. I don't mm-hmm. pick the easiest sections of trail. Um, our original two years at Dino Valley, you had to cross the river when it was about right below knee, knee high. You had to cross the Paluxy River 12 times in the 100. Oh, wow. You that thought, would be you thought my feet were bad. Yeah. <laughs> River crossing. And then there was flooding in 2018. We had to push the race back through. That's weeks, the one and I, I saw. had to redesign the course. Oh, mm. we have to stop the race because the snakes are on the trail. I'm like, I, I, I'm what? out. Yeah. <laughs> that was 2015 oh, okay. at our previous venue where it rained on us for 17 straight hours, four wow. storm systems, and the snakes went to the high ground. Oh, and the wow. low ground flooded and bridges floated away. Nice well, didn't it flood too a uh, couple of weeks prior to Dino this year? We had uh, like the, the, the level of the river went from totally empty mm-hmm. to 10 feet tall in two and a half hours. Yeah. Oh, but wow. we were using the new course from the flooding in 2018 where I'd redesigned it. So we were on higher ground at You're all safe. times, oh, okay. which only makes it a 10 and a half mile loop. Right. Which some people, I get it. That's not your bag. But I don't think that people understand how this 10 and a half miles feels. And mm-hmm. Jen, I'm, you can speak to that. Um, it's designed as a lollipop. So mm-hmm. there's some familiarity and there's some great two-way traffic. I kind of love that because you get the smiles and energy. It's like everybody's trying to boost each other. Mm-hmm. And then you have some time alone. Yep. And then you see everybody again. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's familiar, but it also 
still feels new in some different ways. So I don't think a 10 and a half mile loop's terrible. I hated when I redesigned it to be shorter like that, to keep it safe in flooding conditions. But then people kind of started to love it. It's a, it's a nice size loop because that course has the potential to have things happen out there, as I can say. Mm-hmm. And then it's short enough to where when things do go wrong, you know you can make it back right. to your your home base. Mm-hmm. So get to so like when I fell hard, my goal was just just get to home base, mm-hmm. which is not that far, and then problem solve. So I like that because if I had to go a lot further, I don't I don't know what would have happened to my race. Like it maybe would have been just done. Well, so, and fence line is considered our aid station that's out in the middle of the course that you hit twice in the ten and a half mile loop. It's considered a no drop. It's it's not put in the runner's manual as a no drop location, mm-hmm. but essentially, if you come through there, it's like, well, nobody's leaving for four hours, so you might as well, you know, head two and a half miles back out, way, or yeah. we'll see you in five. Right. And I think that helps keep people going too, because Kenny Holman at that aid station, he's a great tough love man of like, mm-hmm. you might as well just keep going and see what happens. Right. And the loop is just small enough to make you go, okay. And the last two and a half miles of each loop, I feel like is also, it's it's still rocky, but it's mostly downhill going back into Cedar Break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That by the time you get there and you fix up anything that's wrong, You've almost forgotten of the worst bit of the loop. Yeah. Right. So that you're going like, downhill. Okay, fine. I'll do it again. Yeah. Am I wrong, Jen? Yeah. I mean, they just got to get you out. Once they shove your ass back out, you're like, oh, well, I guess I'm doing this. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. it was funny because when I got to the aid station, I was kind of a train. Oh, I was a train wreck. And um, <laughs> they're like, did you hit your head? And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. which i knew damn well i did and i just didn't want to say because i didn't i was afraid they would pull me you know what i mean i was like i just gotta get back tell me i'm glad they didn't tell me well which was funny is after the race the one guy said i said yeah i'm sorry i hit my head he's like yeah i know (laughs) so i was like how did he know well my crew said there was dirt on your hat you hit you had scraped up and i go oh my gosh how funny i lied to him yeah we didn't we didn't know about the head we were just checking to make sure it wasn't broken but later they're like we saw you hit you know you had it on your head i'm like no wonder he's like yeah i know try to lie to me (laughs) i wasn't lying i was just like oh i don't want to get pulled you know because i would i would probably be like listen (laughs) this is kind of you know did you catch yourself on a rock or a root it was a rock Mm mm-hmm yeah, it, there's, I, I it's was so easy to. Yeah, two weeks later, rock. oh, it's finally about gone. It, I mean, black all the way up and down. And when I hit so hard, my um, headlamp, I had to get my headlamp. It felt it was on the trail. <laughs> yeah, I think you had to put it in your uh, vest because um, you couldn't get it back on. You just yeah. had your waist lamp. Some teacher helped me get back to the. To where I needed to be. I don't know. I can't remember her name, but somebody came up on me. Oh, that I had thank passed, you to that runner. Do I passed earlier? And she's like, I guess you're with me now. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it tells you how friendly everyone is out there. Mm-hmm. It, it worked out. And so, and then I had a, a little bit of a, I, I freaked out, you know, when I got to the, like, I ruined my race. <laughs> I'm done. Well, and these guys are like, if you were done, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have made your way from the aid station to here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's That's no true. bone sticking out. We pushed her back. Well, up. this one works in medical. So, she, <laughs> oh. so she's like, 
She texts. She checks me. She's like, "You're fine. Let's get going." <laughs> no, we we, say, we definitely check to make sure that she, there's no broken bones, though. <laughs> I need to start asking people to tell me their crew people that are medical because once I know someone is, I'm like, "Good, now we know who to go flag down for like smaller things." Because I will pass out in blood if I see blood. Oh, um, although we found that when it happens in this scenario, my adrenaline takes over and I can irrigate and deal with whatever I have to and assess. And triage, but I still don't want to. And the second the adrenaline's gone, I'm going to be so white. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so That's I need people to be like, okay, we're going to send her to land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, going back to, I like the smaller loops for something like that. If something were to happen or, you know, like say, say something happens, there's a mishap with the crew and they send you out with not the right stuff in your, your vest it's not going to, it's not going to break you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you know, you make it back and you, you fix it or whatever. So. Yep. Well, and what people don't always know is that, I mean, we had very temperate weather. It was 50 to 70 the whole time, which is wonderful. Perfect. But mm-hmm. you know, Jen, that last year was not like that. And it was 27 <laughs> degrees at Cedar break, which is a good five degrees cooler than it is at other parts on the course. But I mean, I had an entire bin ready. That's just 50 pairs of black gloves mm-hmm. and a million hand warmers. And we have, you know, 40 or 50 extra batteries and people don't realize the aid stations have that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of races put the thought into that. Some are great about it, but it's like we're waiting for somebody to be like, oh, I don't know if I can go back out. My headlamp died. Nope. We got that. We got batteries. Yep. Yeah, that's great. And that there again, a shorter loop, you are able to it's like, so last year it was my ice cup free or my ice, my water kept freezing up on me. Mm-hmm. So they were able to put warmer water in there and mm. that would, that would get me through. You know what I mean? For a short, now if yeah. it was a longer loop, I'd be stuck with putting ice cold water in my core again, you know, yeah. which I was already struggling with being freezing because I was moving so slow by then. So it worked out really great. So, or vice versa, if it's really hot, you know, it's nice to get those cooling towels or really ice right. cold water. And, and refill you, your water. Yeah. And you've got a good amount of time where you can utilize that cool down mm-hmm. before you come back in all, you yeah. know, overheated. Yeah. Because I've seen where one year you guys had overheating people. Like, you know, I was going to say, so that was 2017, also known as the bees year. Yes. Oh, bees. bees. Um, yeah. They like came into out of dormancy and built a hive at one of the aid stations. Oh, like wow. we were in a wooden pavilion. It was the old course and they built a hive up the wooden pillar structure because of all the sugars at the table oh, that they were wow. feeling in the heat. They were so active mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we call it the bees year, but it hit 90 degrees. But this year, even with hitting 70, because we had some low clouds on, we didn't have many clouds on Saturday. We had over 400 pounds of ice out there for a November race. Mm -hmm. People don't expect that, but I'd rather have it than not, you know, ice is fairly cheap. Mm -hmm. If we waste the ice, that's fine. But you just never, I've been through all the weather. I'm ready for anything. I actually don't even check the weather much in the weeks leading up anymore. Cause I'm like, I gotta be ready. Yeah. Either for way. Everything. And I think it got really hot the first, um, that first day too. Right? Yeah. Going in when the sun came I out. I think it felt hot. It yes. was only like 70, mm-hmm. but it was the sun. Mm-hmm. Right. Anytime mm-hmm. I stepped out from a tent, I was like, Whoa. Yep. Yeah. 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 I think I got a little toasty. You did. We had to put the Sally hat on you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It's early miles. You don't remember them anymore. No. It's those late miles that curse your memory. <laughs> yeah, the early mile, miles. I she was great. I cruising. was cruising. I was right on my schedule. I was mm-hmm. happy. Everything was great. And then some things went wrong. And then I was like, I let it. I, you know what? I just want to say I'm going to own up to it. I let it get in my head. <laughs> and um, it happens. Like, hey, But you still persevere. You're human. Yeah. And I you're mean, human. I was hurting. There was a lot of pain to overcome. Um, my back was really bad. And then it was not. And then it was. It was like back and forth. And then. And you fell? I fell a Your lot. Your arm hurts. My arm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. My knee. My knee still hurts. I mean, like, it's just like, I, I look like a battered woman out there. <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I left with some some battle wounds, but, but you finished. I finished, and you got it. I didn't want to. Yeah, and a couple the whole times. time you got to enjoy the great vibe that's out there. Yeah, our diversity, just the feel of that race is just so special to me. Yeah, I've been asked a lot lately about like, is that going to change? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, that's what makes us special is that we're so inclusive. Yeah, I'm going to hit that in a second here. Oh, sorry. I'm yeah, ahead. no, I want to ask about that. Um, yeah. We'll just skip to that right now. We'll, we'll circle back and sell other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question is, how can race directors actively promote inclusivity and create a more welcoming environment for the underrepresented groups to ensure that our environments do embrace diversity and promote it and provide a platform for many who may feel marginalized in the shadows of our society. That's a really long question I put out that there. That is a very long question. You may need to re-record. <laughs> so I'm just basically, you, you might want to re-record that. <laughs> basically, how can race directors promote a safe and inclusive environment for mm-hmm. our You know, runners? part of getting the Western States qualifier that makes this so significant is I think some people shy away from a lot of inclusivity initiatives and mm-hmm. diversity initiatives for fear that there's going to be a backlash and they're going to lose out on a core base that maybe don't care about that at Mm -hmm. all. And, and therefore their race won't be able to grow Mm -hmm. us getting the qualifier showed. No, they, these people want to show up. Um, Mm -hmm. While a lot of race directors do say things like all are welcome. And there are some diverse faces on their website. Mm -hmm. I feel like we were actively out there in our social media saying, well, yeah, all are welcome, but we actively invite and support the following groups mm-hmm. and took time to shout out exactly who those groups are and show that we're doing the work to educate ourselves. If you'd talked to me five years ago, my knowledge on non-binary athletes mm-hmm. would have been a lot lower. Um, but doing a lot of the, the talking points of this, I noticed this at Western States Lottery Weekend when I was there for the lottery this past weekend was... Um, the fact that I so openly just start talking about all of this mm-hmm. and people are like, oh, well, OK, like it's kind of fresh and nice to just have a conversation about it mm-hmm. and to tell people like you don't realize that the majority of this community was originally created by uh, by a white male demographic mm-hmm. for the purpose of white men to enjoy and it's not it's not their fault it's just the privilege of having been the first ones to really have a space in the community and feel safe there to tell people that and i really hope i'm not wrong but like i think the civil rights act part of that actually desegregated and made accessible the national parks to black people and to other races Mm -hmm. that Uh, Martin Luther King had actually had traveled to Canada in order to try to enjoy a park system 
because it was such a problem down here. Wow. So even having the accessibility is that new, that the idea that that's only 50 years ago. So it's, it's having those conversations on a routine basis. Mm-hmm. It's taking the hate mail. It's being on the front lines and saying, no, we want to make sure you know that you're, you're invited and we're going to do what we can to make you safe. Mm-hmm. And to let people know that all of my races have had at least one transgender athlete there. People go, oh, well, I didn't see them. You did. You probably did. Yeah. It, you just didn't it's know. trying to make you recognize it's not always what your vision is of what a demographic's going to be. Mm-hmm. And aren't your races um, have a higher percentage of women, like up to 40% versus yeah. the 20% in other? Right? So Jen's first year was, uh, so two years ago, was 45% of the 100 mile finishers were female. That's amazing. Um, this year, between the 100K and the 100 miler, I think we were at 28% mm-hmm. female. Again, the race grew. It's going to grow under the, the main demographic, which is 85% men. Mm-hmm. But it's still maintained a high portion. But I've also worked with great groups. Dirtbag Runners uh, two years ago sent a team of BIPOC athletes. Mm-hmm. So they've done a lot of work of trying to get the word out. Um, This year, uh, the past two years, we worked with the Women's 100 Miler Project. That was cool. And they're, Mm -hmm. yeah, Lee and Carmel have been great about spreading the word about what we're trying to accomplish. But um, this year we worked with the Dallas Muslim Running Club. Mm -hmm. So it was great to see a lot of them. Mm -hmm. It was their first time on trail. Right. At all. Um, UNT's running club came out, mm-hmm. which was, uh, which included our non-binary winner in the five mile. Wow. So we're trying to actually go find those populations to tell them to come. But I love that we can do it and show that we're growing, mm-hmm. especially to be able to do that in a red state, a very conservative state where those people haven't always felt safe. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a little oasis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, but with women in the ultra world, are you, are you seeing an increased participation, participation in women? Are you, I mean, have, over the years of you doing this, are you seeing an, inc- an uptick in there? I've been producing races for 16 years now, which is pretty crazy. That's awesome. Um, I actually started out, I, I was working at the Dallas running club as a volunteer starting out and that's where I began race producing. But I actually, for several years, uh, produced a women's half marathon series on road back mm-hmm. when women weren't even 50% of road half marathoners. Mm-hmm. It's amazing now because women are now routinely about 55% mm-hmm. of road half marathoners yeah. universally. Mm-hmm. So And I was an ultra runner starting back in, I did like 40 or 50 halves before I committed to my first marathon. And a second later, I committed to my first 50K and it was on. I loved trail. Um, But so I've been running ultras and trail for 12 years. And I personally have watched it change, but it's slow. I feel like the trail community is still very slow. Trail Sisters with uh, Gina LaCruz, LaCrizi does really great work mm-hmm. in that beer. But and and we're watching Western states, even UTMB starting to come on board with pregnancy deferral policies. But mm-hmm. you know, I not everybody's gonna be able to just jump back in right after birth. I actually produced a 4,500 person half marathon eight days after my first child was born. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> but it's not that simple for most people. No. Like mm-hmm. it's beyond the physical, just having the resources. 
Um, I feel like I ramble on, but it's you can tell I'm very passionate on the topic. I feel like uh, in the trail world, it's it's still slow. And being able to be a a race that just ups that percentage and then for Western states still being 15 to 20 percent female, mm-hmm. we're immediately now feeding the funnel to tickets into the lottery to increase that percentage to increase the percentage of women at the start line. I know it's a tiny percentage that our little race can do, but I'm hoping other people see it and start going, oh yeah, why does the start finish? Like we have 23 porta potties and there's a big table right there. Panty liners, pads, tampons, and a trash bag. Every aid station also had menstrual kits. They were like little takeaway kits. So they were pack it in, pack it out. So they have wet wipes, they have a lighter and a tampon. I like that. And they're all in a Ziploc. So we need to see more raises taking that on, whether they're produced by men or women. Just everybody kind of recognize that the experience is a little different for women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, what was, um, did a lot of the women drop down from the hundred miler to the hundred K? Cause I was like, I know like nine started in my age group and four Sorry. of us finished in my age group. And I'm like, what happened ladies? Where did we go? Come on. You know, I haven't done the math on that. I definitely know that when we were going into just on entrant numbers, it felt like the 100 miler had a higher percentage than our finisher rate ended up showing. Um, Because I think my non-ultras were like 67% female. And I think my ultra distances altogether were like 43%. So if we only had 25% female finishers in the 100 I think you're probably right. Yeah, because there was a. There, I, I remember looking at the numbers before, and then after, I'm like, "Where did they go?" So they they must have just dropped down to the 100k. Which again, on that course, if you're if you want a challenge, this is your challenge. Do not look at that on paper and think, "Oh, it's just 10,000 feet again." I on the last yeah. two, you don't no. say only or just when it comes to ultras mm, or trails. Never, mm-hmm. and it is. But- you have to remember, too, that my race attracts first-timers mm. of that distance. Mm. And so between women slowly getting out to trails more, and then so many of them it's their first time. First hundred, yeah. Like, I give a lot of grace of, like, hey, you tried. Yeah, maybe you got the 100K buckle. And if you didn't, there's next year. Right. A lot of people come back <clears throat> if they don't make it one year and mm-hmm. finish the next. I have 30% come back routinely at least 30 percent and for an industry that changes so much that's considered a pretty high repeat rate so Mm -hmm. i have a lot of appreciation for race directors who give a really generous time cutoff so i really appreciate that and i think that's something to do with women too like i there's a there's a race that i looked at doing locally and the cutoff is so (laughs) so steep and no woman has ever made the cutoff and I was it's like, so do, you guys, do you guys see something yeah. wrong with that? Guys, guys, do we not? Okay. And <laughs> no. I've messaged and, and they're like, we, we added an hour. And I'm like, still not enough. It's still mm-hmm. not enough. And then and they're, and they're completely fine with no woman ever making the cutoff. And I'm like, that's not female friendly. <laughs> so, But also I think that women probably see that and recognize, well, if it's been like this, why would I even come? Oh yeah, I'm I, I that too. one. But, but I appreciate like, and that's a shorter distance race. But I yeah. really love that you. I think it's so. If you're looking at doing Dino, I think it's a great race 
to do, I know as much as we're saying it's hard and, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Lynn, wait until you see these rocks, you know, cause yeah. she, she's coming out. <laughs> um, I think it's still a good race for a first timer because mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to walk away with a lot of gratitude of one. It was hard. You, mm-hmm. you really have to earn that shit, but you have time right on your mm-hmm. side. So and then the loops, the shorter loops, again, gives you time. Get back to your aid station. To, to your problem crew. solve, especially, mm-hmm. especially if it's your first time. Guess yeah. what? You, you can train. We were just talking. You can train all you want, but you do not get to train your stomach after 50 miles. Nope. It's a shit show. It yeah. usually is. It, there's so, so many things can happen after 50 miles that you didn't get to train for in your training plan leading up to your race. Mm-hmm. So things that you thought like were going to go perfect, like, oh, I'm going to want mashed you potatoes. Oh, well. I'm going to want yeah. the hell you are. It's all different. Mm-hmm. I ate so many damn bananas out there. I never <laughs> eat sure bananas did. ever, 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 ever when I train. I don't even really like bananas. I think you ate like four bananas With when I paced you. you. One loop. I'm that way about Coca-Cola. I don't like Coke. Uh. I only drink it in racing. When I'm, I'm like, yeah. oh, I know. I'm like, give me some and of that. Then later mile. Yeah. And yeah. then I, could I ever sleep standing up? No, not on a normal day, <laughs> but put me out there. And I'm like, just, just give me your shoulder. I just need 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. And a they're like, nap at the root of a tree. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> you were almost snoring. I'm like, what? Oh, well, I could never do that in like life, like real life, like normal mm-hmm. life, but mm-hmm. out there. Weird stuff happens. So if you're thinking, I might do this for my first hundred, I do encourage it. Yes. I think as much as we are like, oh, it's so hard. But you do get to say, oh, it was so hard. But also mm-hmm. I had plenty of time to do it. It gave me a lot. Not, I don't want to knock it with say plenty of time because it is oh, still, it's still it's challenging. Less anxious. I was, yes. anxious yeah, I was mm-hmm. chasing a cutoff. Let's let's just say that. Um, mm-hmm. But in the, that loop, some people hate it. I like it, especially for a first time. Great for you to problem solve. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Also, yeah. you have well, the option to drop down to 100K. If no, you, you don't talk about that in the beginning. <laughs> I but, know, but for a but, first timer that's not sure and their longest race have been a 50 miler and they're yeah. just trying it out. That should not even be on your I, mind <laughs> if you're going to sign up because you're going to do it if you even think about it. I think that the, it's okay to have it in your mind. Mm-hmm. Like I give people some grace for their humanity of like, yeah, yeah sometimes you're going to wake up and it's like, I already just know this is not going to be my day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, you have to just learn to train your brain of, is that real? Mm-hmm. Is this really not my day? Mm-hmm. Or have a really good crew who's mean and who's just yep. going to crack the whip up. and say, bitch, not today, go. So, I mean. They, everybody out there has a race director who is a back of the packer. Mm-hmm. I I mean, my, my road marathon PR is like a 520. Like, I'm not a fast person and I've timed out in in hundred milers like it's and you realize that when you're already at back of the pack then any slowdown any problems it just compounds so quickly with Mm -hmm. a lot of cutoffs right so and I really hate races that do positive split cutoffs where it's like oh we assume you'll all be 10 minute milers the first 50 miles and then we'll start slowing them down so that by the end it's a 20 minute per mile pace mm-hmm. cut off. Right, right. But we just assumed you'd all be fast enough to keep up. I think Pacific Northwest has a couple of those. And I have DNF I've DNF 50 Ks in the Pacific Northwest where they were like, we're all fast here, right? At the start line. And I'm like, mm-hmm. guess I'll enjoy the first 20 miles. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm very understanding of that. And I know I get a lot of people who ask about why is there no final cutoff? So if I can address this with you guys, because new time, since we're talking about new people, mm-hmm. right. you're probably going to notice that. So I think the last cutoff is 34 hours. You have to be headed back on your last two and a half miles to finish the course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, I will sit there in the dark and I've done it in a camp chair, holding a buckle while mm-hmm. I send the U-Haul and everybody else home because volunteers have to go home. Right. But I will sit there in the dark at the finish until you get there the oh, last two and a half. Because I've been to Western states where they blow the horn at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. And people have made the distance they get on the track and then they don't get any anything official mm-hmm. for it. And I like saw golden hour. And I yeah. said, yeah. I am never going to do that. They're allowed uh-huh. to do that. They get they're the race directors, they get to do whatever they want right. as long as it's ethical and transparent. And I believe that strongly. And so for me, it's like, and that is why there's right. never a final cutoff in my trail races, any of them. That's <laughs> that's very welcoming. That I'm sure a lot of people appreciate that. It's you just know, a different mindset. So hard. It's that grace. Yeah. You work so hard. And it's not just race day. All your training that you put in, all the time away from your family, you know, mm. trying to organize your life. Injuries. A whole year of yeah. training that led up to, I'm going to yeah. beat last year's time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is so funny when last year's weather conditions. It's like... Yeah, <laughs> you were set up weather-wise, but yeah. again, that's why no no finish is ever guaranteed. No, no time no, is either. No, you never know, what never know what's going to happen out there, yeah. and you can't control it. <clears throat> and that's why I mean, like, I could share all my excuses, and I have plenty of them. It was a shit show, and it hurt, and I was my body was hurt. But in the end, it's my responsibility to chuck it up, co- overcome the pain, overcome the mental thing, and, and deal with it. Mm-hmm. I did. I mean, I, the goal just got moved greatly. The goalpost <laughs> got moved greatly. And I got to tell you, the favorite part was the last five miles. Cause yeah, she just I, killed her the last five miles. I ran the I fastest. I don't know who that was. <laughs> I think Andrew's. Hey, putting that loop at the end, it really. I loved it. I think it's it's good mentally for people. For yeah. us on the timing side, interestingly, it meant that we had somebody at all times that was counting loops, double checking loops, so that when people started coming through, we were like, this is your five mile. Yeah. This is you. And people are like looking at that sign where you've been turning left for 30 hours. And I don't got to no, go that way. I get to turn right. <laughs> I couldn't wait. And I was like, screw you left. I'm going right. <laughs> we yeah. thought about putting that on shirts for merch next year, but I don't know that people are going to realize it's about a oh, sign. What does that mean? <laughs> I can't wait to go. I can't wait to be right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have any political either side. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, oh, I see. Out there. But, but we get it. We get whichever it. Whichever direction it went, people would be like, oh. But I think just a picture of the sign yeah. Yeah. would be Maybe, great yeah. for people to be able to we, we were concerned how would I manage getting down, you know, those big rocks. Because yes. you're 100 miles in right there. Yeah. Well, I had so much. I'm not, I'm not going to, I had rage. I was so mad at my race and Andrea fed it. She fed it and said, 
go get it, go do it. And there was one point in time she's like, hey, simmer it down, slow it down. She said I was running nines at one point in time. Yeah, and she's you like, were. hey, throttle it back. I'm like, no, I'm mad. I'm so mad. Let me have this moment. And she's like, okay, sister, go. <laughs> and I I was running up a hill. I'm, I was just, this is my last, and it's only five. And it just, just to say only five really tricked my mind and being like, it's only five. Man, it felt sure. good. Yeah. And that I had last, to, that turn off after for the for finishing off that five that last half mile has some crazy technicality on the edge of a cliff. It mm-hmm. does. She was so nervous about that. I'm like, I'll do it myself. I was like a toddler. I'm gonna do it myself. So she she took pictures on video and she's like, This is it. This is the last rock you gotta climb down. And I'm like, Ah, I look like a kid. And I get down <laughs> and then she goes, That's it. Like this is Perry. It's yeah. Yeah. And oh, I was like, was and it was so funny. I was like, all right, I need a moment. She's like, now? <laughs> yeah. like, this is flat now. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I just got to embrace it. Now, you know, that moment where you're just like, okay, I did this. I did it. And yeah. I totally made the cutoff because I think I got to the, you guys wanted me there by five and I got there at like four or seven or something. Yep. And I was mm-hmm. like, ha. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we went back to the Airbnb and Andrea texted us. We're at the fence. I was like, oh, my gosh, we got to go back. <laughs> they were going to go take showers and stuff. And I was like, uh-uh. Nope. No. Nope. She's finishing. We got to go back. Yeah. No. That was amazing. Yeah, it felt like the weather this year, I had people that either very clearly realized after mile 62, this day was not going to happen for them. Mm-hmm. Or they finished. And mm-hmm. not even near cutoffs. Like, we, we were like, oh, wow. Okay. Like, Everybody started to speed up mm-hmm. on Sunday for sure. Yeah. How about that rain? Did did it get really slippery for some on the rocks? You know, we did. I expected injuries coming in, mm-hmm. and no, it okay. really didn't. They weren't that I was, slick. I don't no? think okay. they just. It was just right. The rain wasn't too bad. That I mean, there were some spots, and usually. I was lucky there were spots where somebody would be around and they'd be like, watch that rock. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There would be certain spots or you'd well, see somebody. Well, I think at Cedar Break, at where crews were, mm-hmm. I think we actually got more rain than they were getting out on the course. Right. So yeah, because that dark cloud was us. over us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was more of a mist for us. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, that feels really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to have mud in my U-Haul and <laughs> <laughs> <in> my garage. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't like that. <laughs> so after completing the race, how many like send you a message that do tell you that's more challenging than they expected? Like are, I mean, were there some things that threw people off, like certain things that like they did not expect? Like, I mean, me, you know, I right away last year, I was like, I wasn't ready for all those rocks because I'm from Illinois. Yes. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of pride of like, yeah, I didn't see, I didn't know this was coming. Um, and it's always said with a prideful, not a, how dare you, uh, yeah. which is really nice. But I always get multiple people from out of state who come up to me at the race and go, Texas is supposed to be flat. (laughs) They're expecting prairie ranch land. They're expecting, you know, the vistas of the TV show Dallas. Mm -hmm. And instead, we essentially gave them a mini mountain course. Mm -hmm. Right. With lots of rocks. (laughs) It's a lot more Bandera like than Mm -hmm. people realize. Mm -hmm. And it's not, Brazos Bend is so flat, 700 feet again in 100 miles or something. I'm going to write that one down. Maybe yeah. I'll go to Brazos Bend next. <laughs> no. <laughs> I personally am not a person that likes pounding the same muscles over and over it's and over hard. again on flat. That's which a is why, kind of challenge, I mean, yeah. I design courses I would enjoy running. And I love the rolling hills of this. I love mm-hmm. that you're always 
you're like, okay, now I run. Now mm-hmm. I'll hike. Now I run. You have opportunities to do that. And races like Tunnel Hill and Brazos, I'm like, oh, that's a totally different. I actually DNF'd Prairie Spirit one year because I was bored. I was, that's it. I My blog report was, I got bored. I just quit. I also a blizzard had rolled in. But the bigger thing was, mm-hmm. I just, I feel like Dino Valley engages your mind because the terrain keeps changing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I've done Hennepin hundred, which is super flat. And then I am at the finish line for the 50, which we get a lot of drop downs usually right there. Mm. And people come in. I actually, I had to cut off somebody last year and she did not, uh, it was way, way, I mean, it was just not safe. And um, all the aid stations were gone. And she said, I didn't understand how bad this was going to hurt and how bad. And I'm like, so yeah, I've actually done this. Like I ran the hundred there and you're using the same muscle group over and over and over again. And I think too many people will sit there and they, they, they say, Oh, flat is easy. No, it's very hard. It's, it's very hard. And they don't understand that. Whereas, yeah, where you like at at Dino, you're changing things up constantly. There's good runnable sections in there. There's great runnable sections Mm -hmm. in there. But you get a nice rolling. Well, people talk about that they really hate after the lollipop starts, after you make the left turn, they hate that section along the river. Oh, yeah. Because it's pretty technical. There's Mm -hmm. just a lot going on in the dark. It feels forever. (laughs) Don't Mm -hmm. fall off to the right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but when you then, you then make a left and you move away from the river. And mm-hmm. to me, that next two miles is my favorite runnable part of the course. Yep. Is it, you feel like you're suddenly like in the woods of, I ran run hallucination up in Michigan one year. It may, makes me think of those woods with limestone rock croppings here and there. Mm-hmm. But in general, it's just packed dirt runnable. And then it's like, Oh, and now great. I'm back to fire road that's with rocks. Yeah. That's where I fell. That's where she fell. <laughs> where that lake Actually, was. I fell there marking the course one year and I was so <laughs> embarrassed at myself because you're doing clothespin flagging and you're not looking. And I always hurt myself oh, no. during course marking. And it was that in that section, like of all the sections, there's no baby head rocks, no shark tooth. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a dip and there was a big <clears throat> mud pile. It was right by the, like the lake that I don't remember seeing a lake last year. Yes, the little pond that's yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was by there. That was all that rain that had come. It had oh, refilled so that. that so it was kind of muddy in there. So, oh. yeah, with everyone. Got slippery. Yeah, and so I, I mean, when I brought in a pacer, I'm like, right there, right there. You can even see it in my foot where, you know. Yeah, she <laughs> knew where it was. <laughs> like, uh. So every time I go through, I'm like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you do uh, road races too, Libby? I do. That's where I started out. And my signature road race is now the only one I've maintained. I've got rid of several during the pandemic, but uh, New Year's Double, it's it's actually featured all over the world in different magazines. We've been on Runner's World list of top 10 coolest medals. And so the whole premise is, hey, you know how January 1st, everybody goes, maybe I should train for a 5K. Instead, we say, why don't you start training in October and on New Year's Eve, let's do a 5K, a half marathon, and a, or a marathon. And then let's do it all again the next day so that you started the next year active. Oh, so it's back to back. And so we just, we have to restart the whole thing and wow. produce two days in a row at that level. And then they get a special challenge plate if they do both days. And nice. uh, in the past, they've magneted together like a little transformer. And nowadays what we do is it's like a hanging mobile where they all clip into each other and hang off the plate. 
Wow. So, and it's like, it's, it's like when it hangs around your neck, it hangs to like your groin. Like it's. Wow. It's huge. Wow. We spend a lot of money on it, which is why we've become pretty famous for it. But it's become a local tradition for people that people have done this. I guess it's now 13 years in a row. It's almost an ultra if you have back-to-back marathons. It is perfect Rocky Raccoon training for around here. People, because yes. we do the 5K totally before the half and full marathon. Mm-hmm. So you can do four races in it in two days. Oh, wow. So it's do that 58. Year, road? Are you sure you want to do trail. road? You'd be miserable. It's miserable. <laughs> it's, but You're not supposed it's to say that about your race. <laughs> so it's road, so right? It's all road. Um, and so it's paved trail through parks, but also it's like soccer fields. So the trail runners tend to like run alongside. Oh, in the grass. And the roadies mm. run on the paved trail, mm. but it adds up to 58.6 miles over two days if you do the max. That's and we get about 30, 40 people, 30 or 40 that do the full shebang. Like 5K, then a marathon, and then the next day? 5K and wow. a marathon. Yep. That's kind of cool. And you have like 40 minutes in your car before the marathon starts. Like sprinting 5K and then a marathon? <laughs> You see your husband doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Alan so last that. year we had a woman who won the marathon both day. No, the first day. And she, the first day she wore a black evening dress and like a full makeup, everything. Uh-huh. And then the next day she wore little running shorts, but she had on a button up men's white dress shirt, streaked makeup and messy hair mm. carrying her heels. And she walked the marathon the second That's day. hilarious. Wow. <laughs> As like the day after mm-hmm. uh-huh. a big party night. <laughs> the walk of shame. On New Year's Eve. Yeah. The walk of shame. <laughs> yeah. The walk of shame. It's a walk of victory. Like, you know, we don't mm-hmm. shame. That is awesome. She won it in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but she did it with pride. I love it. Like, no, yeah. That's so. It's a walk of pride. <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> wow. So we have a lot of fun. All right. Yeah. I just want to know, like, how many people come up to you go, yeah, this is not what I thought I was signing up for, for Dino. Yeah. Yeah. Literally everyone from out of town. Um, But no, (laughs) 14% of our entrants this year were from out of state. Mm -hmm. And I would say most of them. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I was um, in Texas in May and ran Cleburne and I was like, you guys just got some stuff here. Yeah. Cleburne is surprisingly hard too. But the thing is, is that I mean, aside from a handful of really great state parks that are gnarly, a lot of our trails are pretty simple, which makes training hard for some people, too, because Mm -hmm. some of that prairie ranch land is very much what we have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's nice to find a little gem. And then and the park is like amazing and working with us and we donate a ton back to them. We just help them buy this rescue skid that attaches to their EMS ATV so they can like gurney people out when they're stuck and an EMS person could sit there with them and actually help them. It's that was a $4,000 toy that they couldn't get out of the state park budget. Right. So we turned around and said, we actually gave it to them before the race. Cause they're like, the sooner we could get this, the better. <laughs> and I looked at our cash flow and went, okay, right in the check. Mm. But I love that we can do that. Um, the active Joe has actually given, we're almost now, I think we're about to hit $300,000 to charity in the last 10 years. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. That's, that's a really fun. big deal. And it's yes. a big deal to me that I don't take a salary for what I do, even though I do it full time. And I've been working every day for the last 50 days, especially with the fact that Dino Valley is about to reopen mm-hmm. December 13th. Yep. 
And Jen's like, and I am not signing up. Nope. <laughs> nope. Sorry. A two is good. If I come back, it'll be for one of the fun runs. Mm-hmm. And then right. I would volunteer afterwards. Yes. I'll but you're going to tell 20 friends and you do a bo- podcast about it. Yep. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that you tell people about I, it. I wouldn't be surprised if some of our yetis, they're, they're kind of interested. There's a few who mm-hmm. I kind of want to do it. And I'm like, go do it. Yes, I'll support you. <laughs> like I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll go pace you or, mm. or whatever. But no, I'm not joining you. Like as far as <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not well, you had last year, uh, Matthias. Matthias. Am I name right? yeah. Matthias. Mm-hmm. Yes, Matthias. He ended up volunteering and crewing you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love when crews can do that. So Lynn, you're going to have to step up your game. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who, who's the next yeti that's going to sign up? We'll see. So Lynn's done a hundred, so she's due to sign up for another hundred. <laughs> I'm so, so traumatized. And Jenna, do you have your qualifier planned out for next nope. year? <laughs> I don't have the amnesia yet. She doesn't have the, she just did her first hundred in yep. October. So she says her oh, amnesia is not kicked in. Hasn't at all. But she has till December 13th. So it's true. Yes. Cause uh, when we open registration, I'm, everybody keeps going, is it going to fill fast? I'm like, we're one of 18 qualifiers in the U S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of the hundred K, right? But, right. but we're also a sleeper hit at this point. Like, mm-hmm. people well, don't I, know our name yet. No, right. I think you, I don't know. I think it's now that you're a qualifier for sure. I think it's going I to. Think so. mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you, you have these other ones that fill that instant or their lottery or, you know, World's End just opened full. Uh, Leona Divide just opened full. Yeah. Like, some of the, and we're, I'm not saying we are World's End or Leona Divide. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're well-established, mm-hmm. great races. But mm-hmm. I'm saying when there's limited qualifiers, they're, they're going to fill fast. Yep. And us being the first of the next season, mm-hmm. being the first qualifier only two weeks after the qualifying period opens is, I think, a really big deal. Get it yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. And we're still going to be, I believe, the most affordable out of all the qualifiers. We did. We spent the last week and a half doing a competitive analysis because it's important to me in diversity, Mm -hmm. the intersectionality with socioeconomic issues of making sure that we keep running as affordable as possible. I mean, I'm not going to pinch pennies. I need to be able to pay my people. But (laughs) yeah, the goal is to keep it affordable to the masses still. So we're definitely having a price increase. But I think the race it's community, you know, we all understand there has to be some price increases because prices are increases. Yeah, are, you know, the, like is, we, we do a race, we put on some races and I just know like the toilets are going up. The insurance has really gone up a lot. So, I mean, like, I was I re- about to say porta potties. Ours that are, especially being in the country where we are, mm-hmm. I like rural, mm-hmm. $115 a potty. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Runners need to know that because they're just like, why are prices so high? I think ours are a little bit more. And oh, I have such a hard time not commenting in some of these trail mm-hmm. and ultra running mm-hmm. groups. Right. I mean, insurance has really, really gone up, and mm-hmm. so you start factoring all that stuff in there. Um, the price of clothing, like, so your shirt that you want yeah. to go with it, is really your gone swag. up. Yeah. yeah, you know, if you want swag, yeah, that's gonna. So, I mean, so I, I think we all understand, but I think it's also great if you, you know, I know you're doing your best to keep it affordable because that is part of inclusivity. Is because there's people, there's there's a there's groups who they want to do this, but they, but can't, they can't afford, afford it, it. Yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. it's, and the travel costs too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when people do gripe about anything that's on my website, cause I'm trying to be very explicit about, about everything. I'm like, you have to at least try to always remember that I was mindfully intentional mm-hmm. of every single thing 
that's out there. And I've probably seen it done 10 different ways. I can tell you nine different reasons that I'm not doing it that way. Mm-hmm. If you'll ask, mm-hmm. I get so many people that hear a gripe and they don't go ask the source. Why? It's yeah. like, I'm so transparent that it bothers people sometimes in their email. You can tell they're a little like rebuffed of like, I just need an answer. I'm like, I'd like you to understand why we also do this mm-hmm. because I'm also trying to help other race directors and the whole community. Cause I think that, education is helpful because I think a lot of people are like, why does this race cost this? It's like, you know, I get that the second that we give too much detail, it's like, well, this should cost less and this should cost information can create more gripes, Mm -hmm. but I try to at least always go, nope, if you're authentic and you're intentional, then people will understand and they'll be appreciative. So with race costs, I have a question. Do you offer um, race credits towards people who volunteer for your races? Like, yes, like they a volunteer for four hours and they earn a 5k or five mile, eight hours is a half marathon, mm-hmm. 16 okay. hours is a marathon. Mm-hmm. I believe a hundred miler basically means come for all of Dino Valley yeah. and you'll run next year free. Yeah. Like a point mm-hmm. system kind of thing. I like it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Dino or not Dino, but active Joe bucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> volunteer bucks. Yes. But it's hard to get volunteers for a lot of races nowadays, especially the Texas race community is a little saturated that the other companies out there, I'm the little baby that, that offers four individual race events, totaling six days. But um, everybody else has 11 races, 19, 15, wow. And that spreads your volunteer pool mm-hmm. also. So people can get a little like volunteer burnout yes. or they've mm-hmm. already gotten the credits they need for running X number of races this year. And I think that that can be a little hard as I came from a place where there wasn't a lot mm-hmm. uh, in Texas of trail, big trail companies. And now the trail companies are big. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. <laughs> Well, on a lighter note before we wrap up, because I'm sure Lynn's got to be getting home here. Um, <laughs> have you ever had any race? I'm just curious. Have you ever had anyone, any uh, runners send you pictures of toenails or, t- or do anything gross like that? Like, uh, because no, um, and you're totally to- not because I would pass out. Your toes hit a lot of rocks. I'm just saying. <laughs> I can't do any blood and gores. And I so please do not send her any. Yes. Yeah, people have not done that, and they should keep not doing that if they're here. We don't want you to pass out. No. So Um, if if you're new to this and you're going to sign up, I would just say, cut your toenails very short, and even then, be prepared to maybe say goodbye to them. Yeah. You know, and it's not just it's not just for you guys. I actually do the same as part of. It was always my routine as a runner in my race rituals, mm. but it's still my routine in my race directing rituals, but also the fingernails, my fingernails grow fast and like you can split a nail badly on the course. So like these are very visible and easier to remember. Mm-hmm. So if you tie your ritual to something that you see all the time, mm. it can help people remember, Oh yeah, I should cut those nice and mm-hmm. short. But yeah. even then those rocks are coming for you. Oh Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And pick the right shoes. If you're going to run the race, you really got to pick the right shoes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But people do send me pictures of just like they're happy. They're, our social media, like people have really enjoyed engaging with it this year. My, my goal this year was to get better at Instagram. I sound like I'm as 43 as I am, uh, where I was like, oh, 
okay, I'm not doing TikTok though. You can't make me. I'm just not. <laughs> you might have to. <laughs> That's next, but we're not there yet. Like, and I recognize like my Facebook group is just like, they're going to just stay there. And my Instagram group, they're only going to be there. There's a lot of segregation where mm-hmm. I had realized, oh, I really do need to be uh, doing the social media both places. So I'm, I'm giving myself a little pat on the back that I feel like, I learned a lot this year mm-hmm. and, but it also helped me engage with my runners. Cause I mean, Jen, you were a shout out. We did 93 shout outs mm-hmm. leading up to the race where they were handwritten uh, little biographies of runners with mm-hmm. their pictures mm-hmm. and people love it. And people are like, Oh my gosh, it's like, it builds camaraderie, but also it allows people to see that there are runners out there of their shape, size, coloring, mm-hmm. background, experiences. Right. And it lets them go, oh, well, and, and I've had people tell me, yeah, I signed up because I saw, you know, another, I saw several black runners were signed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those things matter more than just like putting a picture of diversity on a website because it's tangible, it's real, mm-hmm. it's authentic. Right. And yep. people like those things. Yeah. So. Yeah, and try and get to know people a little bit before and like I remember you from the thing, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. I know for me I love it. Like yeah. I always tell myself I actually stop growing any of my races and when I feel like I don't know who's there. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's it makes a difference. Just of like, wow, if I don't recognize my regulars because the crowd's just that big, mm-hmm. then we're cutting it down by a hundred people next year, guys. Mm-hmm. It's just important to me because I came from a place of producing 4,500 person half marathons where it wasn't personalized. It didn't feel special. Getting those smiles and hugs at the finish line. That means a lot. Don't feed me for another year of work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's what separates all these, um, you know, local races versus all the UTMB and bigger races that are trying to take over and monopolize. You know, well, and that's my concern with, with the the being elevated to this level mm-hmm. is I don't want to lose that feel. I don't mm-hmm. want to lose the diversity. I don't want to lose the friendly vibe. I, I, I'm happy for elites to come. Mm-hmm. I'm not offering free entries. I don't want to be a golden ticket race. I, I'm going to value you just as much as the last finisher. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to lose that because I know other races want to cater to that group and they're already catered to. So how about I focus on the group that is often not catered to. So I hope I never lose that. Yeah. I don't think you will. No. (laughs) All right. We're going to wrap this up. So registration is opening December 13th. Mm -hmm. It'll be on ultra signup. Correct. Yes. Um, There is a Facebook group. Once you, once you do register for those who are registered for who, Sign up for a tra- kind of like a training group for a great place to ask questions mm-hmm. um, from seasoned and those signed up, correct? It is uh, populated with those who have finished the 100K and 100 miler and those who are currently registered. Okay. So you get That'd a nice, nice mix of the two mm-hmm. and it's a great place to ask advice. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, as we just yeah. said. So, and the Instagram is under the Active Joe, our company name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Active Joe and Dino. So, yeah, I'll share that on the post yeah, um, with, the, with the podcast release. So, I can't think of any other details, really. Can you, about the sign-up? No, coming. that's the important things mm-hmm. is 8 o'clock, 
that Wednesday night, before, you know, I'm going to put something where people can uh, buy for their loved ones. So now is the time to be telling your spouse or your brother or your dad or your mm-hmm. mom, hey, I know what I want for Christmas. Christmas right. So Don't you guys sign me up. I swear. Do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah, make sure the hint comes from the runner. Right. Just go buying. Not wives that sign up their husbands. Oh, Lynn yeah. does that. I do that to my husband. <laughs> he just wakes up like, he wakes with up, an email. He wakes up from a nap and goes, you signed me up for what? <laughs> You're supposed to do that about yourself. And usually it should take about three glasses of wine. <laughs> and then you do that yeah. for yourself. That's the big joke is we're like, so what'd you sign Alan up for? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that back-to-back marathon. He would love that. <laughs> yeah, for New Year's double. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see Lynn and Alan next year then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are not doing anything on December 31st. <laughs> I'll go. I, yeah. Let's go. I, I was boring before I even had that event on New Year's Eve. So I thought, well, why not be in bed by 8.30 p.m. to get up at 3.30 in the morning and to do it again. <laughs> <on a race. laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's awesome. Quick flight. I mean, we just do a flight from Quad City. Yes, flight. No driving. No more driving. (laughs) Uranus was fun, but we're done. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I did that flight, or I did that drive up from Texas to Montreal back in Mm -hmm. June and back with a dog and two kids in the back seat. So, yeah, I'm done with road tripping for a while. I love it, yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Libby, for your time. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for being on, and good luck with the sign-up and Western State Qualifier. Congratulations congratulations again. again. So excited for you. Thank you. I can't wait to watch the sign-up. I'm going to be like... Yeah, I I appreciate the chance that I got to get to know you and your crew and just just the Yeti runners and the runners of the corn and just being able to... To get to know you guys is kind of one of the special things for me of what I do. I hope we, we we'll be back in some way, some yes, form. You'll um, see us again. I'll sucker well, somebody. Your family, you can't leave. No, right. yeah. Well, I'll find somebody to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. good at that too. All right. Well, until next time. All right. Thank All right. you, Livy. Bye. Thanks, guys. Happy holidays. Bye. Yes. Bye. bye. Runners of the Corn is brought to you by Stonebridge Running, now with two locations in Dixon and Sterling, Illinois. Stop by either store for everything you need to keep you moving all day. Whether it's running, walking, or working, Stonebridge staff are there to help you.